WBEZ remains laser-focused on our mission to provide you with fact-based journalism. But that mission is only possible with your continued financial support. Become a sustaining contributor today. Give now at wbeez.org slash donate. Good afternoon. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Y'all ready to do this? For sure. The best drill crew in the shot. The dynamic duo, Cold and Wendy. Cold and Wendy raw as hell, bro. Cold and Wendy, rocks where we running. You little bitty goofy hoe. Bitch, we blow. We ain't going, we ain't going, we ain't going. Cold and Wendy are the main characters of a new show on WeTV by the same name. They're a drill rap duo living on the south side of Chicago, dealing with gang life, daily life, raising kids, hustling, and flowing. The show launched in January and episodes drop every Thursday. It's giving power meets empire, but very much Chicago. Basically, we wanted to do a show that talked about issues that we felt weren't being addressed, especially on the south side of Chicago. That's Vernon Brown. He's a veteran music producer known under the moniker Extreme. Vern is one third of the trifecta that created the show, which also includes executive producer and filmmaker Phil Jones, as well as co-executive producer, writer and director, also filmmaker Kenny Young. All three showrunners are native Chicagoans, and they've been working together for over 20 years. In that time, they kept wanting to see a show that humanized the South Side experience and gave context to everything that we see on the news about the area. I talked with Phil, Vernon, and Kenny about so many things, and you'll hear it all, starting with an introduction to the dynamic duo themselves, Cold and Wendy. Their relationship is really like the backbone of the show. Yes. You know, I mean, it's Cold and Wendy. It's about this this partnership, this friendship, this sisterhood. So, um, I mean, they grew up together as sisters. Uh, Malika's family, um, her parents were lost to the streets when she was a child. And Malika is cold in the Malika show. Malika is cold. So cold. She lost her, her parents to the streets when she was very young. So she was raised by Renee's aunt in, in Renee's house. Renee is Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. So since they were little girls, they basically grew up together and they started rapping from there. But they were also living in an exceptionally bad neighborhood in Inglewood, uh, area called Inglewood in Chicago, which is where Gigi's house was located. So they just inevitably were sort of kind of started dibbling and dabbling in the streets so they committed a lot of crimes together, a lot of stick-ups. They did a lot of <laughs> a lot of wild things. And in the meantime, they were rapping. So in the drill culture, you know, to build their credibility, they were just as rough in the streets as they were on the mic. Yes. But, you know, just natural conflict comes between the two of them. Uh, Renee is told it to be the best rapper between the two. And Malik is told it to be the most beautiful between the two. And that naturally causes some conflict. But the biggest conflict is that... At this point in their careers and this point in their lives, Malika, who also has a son that she lost to the uh, the system because of her dealing in the streets, Malika wants to literally wants to get out of the world of drill and violence and things like that. But Renee wants to get deeper into it. And the thing that links them is the music and their loyalty to each other. Because mm-hmm. the overall theme for the show is you have to change to grow. And we see that Malika wants to change so she can grow. And we see that Renee does not want to change. She wants to stay stagnant where she is and continue in the streets. So we felt that conflict is what really kind of pushes the show. We have the two different ideologies, you know, and it's like uh, how that just naturally causes conflict and friction between the two. So, you know, this is this was really a hook for me in the show. Their their conflict between the two of them where. Uh, Malika wants to go on and and do her thing, and Renee is is she wants to stay loyal to the streets and and to 
um, what maybe a lot of people on the outside see as, you know, the violence of the drill culture. Vernon, drill music is also a big primary character in in the show. Um, It permeates almost everything that Cold and Wendy do. And I wanted to see if you could introduce drill music to us. Who, what is drill music, would you say, in your own words? It's the soundtrack of the youth of Chicago. Mm. That is what drill music is. So this is the music of choice when they decide to party, when they decide to hang out. And I believe that um, because of the media and everything, the, the, the crime aspect of drill is what has been more or less popularized in media, in modern day media. I I do want to get into that a little bit where you said it's not necessarily violence. It is it is a soundtrack of young people, whether they're participating in some violent acts or not. Um, Right. The genre of rap, especially gangster rap, um, has been painted with this violence picture. Right. Uh And. You know, I, I want you, if you if you can, just talk about that um, difference between what the public and what people, again, maybe from on the outside, see rap and see drill as versus what it actually is. Yeah, I mean, it has been promoted as mainly a music that is about beefs. It's about, you know, violence. It's about, you know, people from one block or one area beefing with other people and, and they might have like gang wars where there's shootouts. And, and that's what actually the term drill initially meant was it's like, this is the music that a lot of, a lot of the urban gang bangers used to listen. They would listen to when they were going out to do those types of acts. So that's kind of where the whole entitlement of the, of the name drill and how it got linked to violence. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it also is just a backdrop, like in hip hop, as we know, coming up, like when we were coming up, NWA was like big when I was coming up. And even for kids that weren't doing anything in the right. streets, they still might listen to NWA, you know what I mean? When they were <laughs> going to hang out and yeah. ride down the street, you know, whatever they're going to do. So I feel like drill is just a modern day version of that. Interesting. And it has just that same connotation, like you said, with gangster rap. It's like now it's drill. They put all that same energy they put on gangster rap on drill now. And that's just my opinion. But tell me, I mean, there's so many um, types of artists who have come out of Chicago, um, though. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how drill became the focal point of the show, as opposed to another genre. Um, maybe that is more associated with other rappers um, or, or music uh, musicians and creators who come out of the, the city. Well, that's a that's a great question. I, I mean, I think we felt like drill was just the was the modern like right now. It had, it's the hot point thing that everyone talks about. Like you said, we know great artists like Kanye and Common and Chance the Rapper, to name mix a few, have come from Chicago. Yeah. Different style than drill. Um, but because of the news, you know, glorification of drill in Chicago and it also having such a negative connotation, I just think that we felt like it was important to tell the story ah. behind, you know, not not just what the sensationalism, what you see on the news, but actually the stories behind why do these shootings happen or what's going on with these kids in their homes? What's going on in their backgrounds? Yes. How were they raised? I think this gets missed. When we when you have just the, the glorification of drill music in the media, it's not humanized. So I think I, I, the simplest way to put it is we really try to humanize and take you behind the scenes and get you into the mental state of some of the people that are from this environment, because it's more about them. Why are they talking about this? It's always my question. You know, mm. if they're living in this environment, they're seeing this. So yes. I think the bigger thing is. Why are they why are they living like this to even have these stories to tell? That's what I think the deeper thing for me was the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That That's very helpful. It makes a lot of sense. Tell me about how you're working with writers on the show um, 
who are writing the dialogue. They're not always the same writers for every episode. And I'm like, I, it's, it's terms in there that like I know, right? I happen to know that like Gen Zers <laughs> are using. But then there are some like stain, um, goofies, um, words that like I don't necessarily know. Is, is it all Gen Zers, you know, writing? I mean, um, you know, besides you, Kenny, I mean, tell me, you know, how are you working with writers? We were very fortunate to get a, a great, dedicated, and creative team of writers. Uh, uh, Javon Graves, Kimberly Allen, uh, Vic Lee, uh, Emmanuel Rumpf, and Brandon James. Um, now, some of us are older. We have a couple that are younger. But what's helped us tremendously, because you mentioned like the, the names and the different names and the terminology we use, and it was a learning process for a lot of us. <laughs> but we were fortunate to have a consultant. One of our writers, Javon Graves, was a consultant. We also had another uh, consultant by the name of Strings. First, it was important that we tell a, a good human story. So we wanted to bring in writers that understood structure, understood mm. themes, because every episode has its own theme. Yes. We all wanted this show to make a difference also, not just like great ratings and things like that, but we were all very concerned about what's going on with the crime and things in Chicago. And we wanted this show to sort of be a beacon of hope for them also. Mm. So I think that gave us an extra push when we were working on the show. We didn't want to just sensationalize the things that were going on. Like we said, we want to humanize and uh, just have it make sense. You have themes that people could relate to, universal messages, where if you've never been to Chicago on the South Side in your life, you can still watch the show and take something away from it, something that resonates with you. That was really important with us. We were fortunate to have writers that all shared the same sentiment. Okay, thank you. And then, Vern, um, I, I heard that you were the one who, who came up with the word stain and kind of introduced that one to the group. I would love to hear about that. And also, who's writing the lyrics for Cold and Windy? Okay, well, yes, yeah, so well, I actually did come up with the original title, Stain, and where that came from, it is a Chicago term that really refers to uh, like white collar crime identity theft. Okay. Well, really, a stain is really any kind of lick or hustle. Like, so, like, the girl's stain, like Malika's or, or Cole's stain is identity theft, but Renee's stain is robbery. So, really, stain is like whatever you do outside of the norm to to make your money, to make your ends meet. You know what I'm saying? So that's what a stain is. So it was, it's a very specific to Chicago word. And like Kenny was just saying for me and for all of us, it was really important to kind of like, to definitely make it a universal show. But we also felt like culturally, there are a lot of things from Chicago that have not been exposed, mm. you know? So we felt like, you know, just someone like you asking the question about these lingo is the reason why we put the lingo in there because it is something that is very specific to Chicago. So, um, so that was, so that's why we came with the name. I came with the name Stain and to institute that Chicago street lingo into the show. Okay. And yeah, what about the lyrics? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. And so the lyrics for Cold and Wendy were written by an amazing artist that I actually work with as a producer as well. Um, her name is Dreedry, Miss Dreedry. And she is from she's from Southside Chicago. She's a rap artist as well. Um, and and, and oh, IG wow. influencer. Yeah. Yeah. So she wrote all of the lyrics for the girls, the guys, everybody in the show that's wow. rapping. She basically wrote all the lyrics for it. So she's an amazing, amazing rapper, artist, and a consultant. That's a lot of lyrics. They got a new song every episode. <laughs> oh, man. She is a beast. And we have to say, like, she she would weave the themes into every song. She would weave, like, what's going on in the stories. We gave her the scripts. I mean, she she took the show literally to another yeah. another level. We can't wow. praise Dreedree enough. Thank you, Dreedree. Vern, could you tell them about what Strange brought to the table? 
Oh, yes. And we also, on the music side, thank you, Kenny, uh, we, we also had uh, Strings. Now, Strings is also a former artist from Chicago who used to work with, she was the first female scientist, R. Kelly. And so what she was able to do is, is so you had Dreedri writing her records, but then we had Strings come in and actually rap coach the girls, you know, because our, our girls are not rappers. You know, that's something that a lot of people have asked us, like, are the girls rappers? They're great they? actresses because they look like rappers to me. Exactly. Well, a lot of that is due to, to them coming in, honestly, really, really prepared. And then our team of having Dreedri write the great lyrics, but then also having Strings rap coach them through you know body language how to you know the whole thing about the rapper language how to how to rap it right on the mic how to get in the studio so we had a nice musical team around the girls to support them and 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 they did an amazing job everybody great thank you for bringing that forth i gotta give everybody their their propers phil there's a lot of trauma happening on the show. There's some, there's some light moments, um, you know, here and there, there's one character that, that is hilarious. Um, you all will, will hear or see that character when you, um, when you come on, but, um, most of, most of all is, um, you know, the setting is dark, as I mentioned, and, and there's a lot of abuse, there's assault, there's murders, um, happening on the show. And you're bringing forth so much of what we talk about when we say the cycle of violence that happens in places like South side of Chicago, Baltimore, LA, New York, what are some of your main intentions um, and what were your intentions as you were conceptualizing the show when you decided to portray this? Again, going back, looking at a lot of these shows from Chicago, we truly felt that a lot of the things that are actually going on in Chicago weren't being shown on television. They may brush over it a little bit, but they don't go deep into it. Mm. We want to really show what's really, really happening in the south side of Chicago. We were all very disturbed. I mean, we don't live in Chicago now, but we we hear the news of what's going on there and from our own family and some of our own families have been affected. So again, that that kind of was a, a nucleus for us a, a, or a genesis for us. We wanted this show to be a part of making a change, but we know we had to first expose or reveal some of the culture, so mm. the dark side. Because that's what people hear about. You know, when you hear about drill, you hear about Chicago, the South Side, you immediately think about the crime and the violence. So that hooks your attention. But once you start to watch a show and you start to connect with the people and see what they go through and see their ordinary people dealing with extraordinary circumstances. Mm. So and all of this ties back. I, and for us, themes are huge because themes are the universal message you take away from the story. So the theme, again, you have to change to grow. And we have two examples. Malika who's trying to change and is growing in her own pace. And we see Renee, Wendy, who does not want to change. And she's regressing at her own pace. Mm. So that was really important. And I felt we had to show the good and the bad because, I mean, it's television. We have to have some of the sensationalism, but we don't want to just be sensationalism for sensationalism's sake. There is a method to the madness in the show. We also had to de-evolve de some of the characters to Kenny's point, because, you know, to make it an aspirational show, which that's really what this is, you have to devolve the characters to show the arc of them coming from a real low depths to a, a higher space. So I just want to say that too, that it's just not a sensationalism. It's more or less, we have to show you the depths of the characters and take them to a low place. So when the rise of the characters come, it's more, you know, it's more dramatic. One thing I, I think uh, uh, Phil and Vern will agree with this, I think it's so amazing that when you step forward with something and you have a goal and you believe in it, then it's going to happen for you. The only way it won't happen is if you stop yourself. And that that's like the message I like 
for anyone to see. Whatever field of life you're in, whatever you do, whatever your thing is, believe in yourself and go towards that. Now, on a smaller, on a microcosm, as far as Chicago and what we want this show to do, I feel it's starting to do that. I think it's mm. it's starting to dialogue. Um, I think it's having people consider things they hadn't considered before. Hopefully it's having people see things in a different light where you hear about all these things going on and you start to see them as people. And people that, again, the ordinary people that are responding to extraordinary circumstances. Kenny Young, Vernon Extreme Brown, and Phil James are the showrunners and co-creators of Cold and Windy. Kenny, Vern, Phil, thank you so much for joining the rundown today. Thank you, Aaron. Keep shining. Thank you so much. You can watch Cold and Windy right now on WeTV and on All Black. It's spelled cold, K-O-L-D-X, Windy, W-I-N-D-Y, just like the Windy City. Episodes drop every Thursday on WeTV, and on Mondays, you can stream the show on All Black. All the episodes that are available for streaming, you can find them at WeTV.com and at try.allblack.tv. Thank you so much to Justin Bull and Sam Deer for producing the show. Thank you to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. I'm Erin Allen, and I'll talk to you in the morning.